Warning, this episode may contain explicit language and spoilers for the entirety of the Reordenverse. With some explosive oh, relatives. Holy shit, 37. Welcome to season five, guys. Hell yeah, the last Olympian. Let's get into it. Also, oh. I realized the other day when I was uh, listening to one of our episodes again, yeah. one of our most recent episodes, yeah. I obviously didn't pay close enough attention while I was editing because at the very beginning I said, Welcome to episode, like chapters seven to nine of The Lightning Thief and it was the Battle of the Labyrinth and I confused myself and I was like am I listening to the wrong episode? oh my god and then I like fast forward a little bit and it was like you know talking about what they were actually doing in Battle of the Labyrinth and I was like this is not Lightning Thief so if anyone was confused by that episode I'm super sorry um it's because I zone out while I'm editing since you were edited that podcast yeah well it's because I zone out while I'm editing because like it's a long it's a long time to be editing and sometimes I'm not in the right mood but it needs to get done so (laughs) And sometimes I care less about it than I do other times. Sometimes you're shopping online as you do. <laughs> Don't expose me like this! <laughs> it's called multi So, okay, we're, we are reading chapters one to two of The Last Olympian. We've decided for this last book in this series it's because it's so content heavy and everything is super important. Everything has yeah. triple innuendos in it. Yeah, and yeah. so it's like, we have to dive into every single one yes. and talk about it for a while. So we've decided that instead of doing three <laughs> chapters per episode, yeah, we're we, we figured out two chapters. We figured out in Battle of the Labyrinth that these episodes are just getting very, very long. <laughs> and it was like, or it's more just like, I can't spend the time talking about what I want to talk about. Yeah. So like these episodes rushing. will still be as long as our other episodes. But we're just going to be waffling. Yeah, <laughs> not even because all of it's important. We're not it, extremely important. All of it is super duper relevant to we, everything. We say that like our lives depend on it. It's very important. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and then when we go into what we're reading next, we'll probably go back to three chapters probably. just to make it, you know, just to get through it. <laughs> not even to get through it, but like, oh, the next is Kane Chronicles. I was thinking we were about to go into Lost Heroes. So. <laughs> See, Kane Chronicles might be an interesting one because. Every two episodes, or two chapters, I mean, is one point of view, and then it swaps so to a different point of view. We might two. have to do two chapters each time. Yeah, it would either be two or four. We'd have to see how many pages are each. Yeah, know, in each one. But yeah, so um, that's the plan for this for this book. So should we get right into it with okay. chapter one? So in chapter one, I go cruising with explosives. Percy and Rachel's date night is interrupted with a very important mission, mm-hmm. and Beckendorf meets his untimely end. R.I.P. Legend. Oh my goodness, though, this is like super heavy. Mm-hmm. You're like, you're like, Rick, the I first chapter. Yeah, I literally sent you that message that was like, "Can we make it two chapters instead of three? As I finished this chapter, because I was like, I need time to process this character not being on the page anymore. Cannot even like he was. Bailey on the page to begin with, and it was like the start is and injustice. we still love him. <laughs> it's like the start is injustice right there, Rick. Mm-hmm, and that's like, well, yes, we don't get to mourn him properly because they're in the middle of a war, and so it's like, oh, they got a war! What a lightsaber! <laughs> so, yes, cries and emo, let's do this. <laughs> so the chapter begins with Percy avoiding his responsibilities, of course, as usual. 
um, because he thinks he deserves a vacation. <laughs> and uh, But while he's on vacation, he's contemplating a second vacation with Rachel in the Caribbean. And I'm like, yeah. bitch, you know that your life is ending in a week. Yeah, right? he's like, he's like, like why? a couple days. <laughs> I'm like, arguably the most important moment of your life, which you know you need to be around for. And, and you're like, thinking about taking a vacation? Like, what? Like, let's go on a holiday. <laughs> let's go surfing. <laughs> That's his big life decision. Do I go back and fight in the war? Oh my god. Be like, Percy, there's no avoiding and evading. Thank you very much. You're not an airbender. Well, especially because he knows that the fate of the world after he turns 16 resides in one decision that he makes. So wouldn't you be like, even every minor decision, I would be like, I'm overthinking it. I can't make decisions at the best of times. No. Imagine at the worst of times. Asking Kate to pick a restaurant for dinner, we'll be there for like an hour and a half, (laughs) and she'll be like, oh. <laughs> Shut up! And then I'll make the decision. Well, because I want to eat everywhere and also nowhere. And you also, you know, you're like, I don't want to upset anyone. <laughs> See, and then you'll be like, okay, we're doing this. And then ten minutes later, well, no. And you're like, fucking fuck. See, but if someone else makes the decision for me, I'm not gonna hate the decision because I will want to eat that anyway. Yeah, you're totally. Unless right. I'm super not in the mood for it, and then I'll tell you I'm not in the mood for oh, it. Oh, I'm so aggressively too. <laughs> Don't, it's not aggressive. I'm sorry, not about food, but I'm thinking about a movie to watch. I'll be like, this one or this one, you'll be like, fuck no for that one. And I'll be like, okay, Jesus. You'll be like, I was really feeling it, but <laughs> Yeah, I'll be like, I was really in the mood, all right. So very, very first note about this chapter is that it has the best opening line. Like, so good. I can't remember what it was. Hit it. The end of the world started when a Pegasus landed on the hood of my car. Alright. I think that's so funny. That's good? Yeah, it's, I think that's so it's such a good opening line. Because if you think about, okay, me as a writing student, we were always told different ways to start your book and what's the most effective, whatever. Mm-hmm. The most common advice that they give you is start it in the middle of the action yeah. where the reader immediately asks a question or goes, what the fuck? Yeah. Because um, that's the most fun. Because you're like, what are they what the fucking about? <laughs> yeah. You have to, you kind of have to imagine that the person who's reading your book is either going to put it down after the first page or keep reading. So you have to make the first page, like, super fucking intriguing. So that sentence, the world, the world, uh, the end of the world started when this happened, I think is a very good way to start. And also just the fact that it's a Pegasus landing on your car, because those two things really don't go together. So it's like already like immediately putting you in this, world of oh my god there's magical creatures whatever but also like you're driving a car so it's modern and it's like oh bitch let's go and it's the end of the world starting oh my god me analyzing once <laughs> yeah this is why we're only doing two chapters <laughs> oh my god stop touching me <laughs> i'm not i'm explaining to people like this is like this is gonna be long guys <laughs> we're gonna take our time we're gonna dissect everything <laughs> Literally everything. Watch me do this for every sentence. <laughs> so it's gonna, be, gonna be like, I don't know way too much about this book. <laughs> so it's gonna be three pages a uh, chapter. It's like three pages an episode because Kate's going through. Oh my god, that would be the longest fucking episode. <laughs> I mean, the longest fucking podcast. Yeah. Ever. Oh my god, what's your favorite podcast? Oh, this one that reads literally two pages. Be <laughs> like, it's really thorough. <laughs> I based my whole essay around it. <laughs> Okay, so we get to know that Percy's turning 16 in a week, so yep. Prophecy's counting down from seven days from now. Literally. Uh, Rachel is with him, 
and he's been hanging out with her most of the summer. Yeah. Rip Annabeth. <laughs> yeah, literally. Imagine being Annabeth and going, "My best friend in the world is um." <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Well, tell me about this. My yeah. best friend in the world. He's um. Yeah, he knows he's only got three months to live, and he doesn't want to spend it with me. Yeah. Hence why she got Connor. <laughs> yeah, when she was like, excuse, because also Anna's a very petty person. She was like, she was like, she had to express her feelings. She was like, oh fucking yeah, she's a teenager. Oh fucking shit on you. Yeah, she was like, oh fucking show you, bitch. Why you're missing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a teenager. All teenagers are petty. All teenagers are assholes. Oh, you spoken to a teenager lately? They're all assholes. Shit's scary. Seriously, where is their confidence coming from? You should be cowering before. Who forgot to break you down when you were younger? Seriously, well, bullying's not a thing anymore. Yeah, parents don't tell their kids no anymore. That's stupid. I was told no every day. <laughs> like bullying is actually a little bit of bullying is good for you. It teaches you resilience. <laughs> I fully stand by that. Everybody needs to be put in their place at some point. Because otherwise they're walking around thinking they are the light. Like, they think the world revolves around them. And that they are the light of everyone's lives. And it's like, you suck, you twig. Get out of here. So, Percy's with Rachel. And basically shirking all of his responsibilities. And they're driving down the coastline, really. So she must be staying with them at Montauk, yes? Must be. Yeah. And, Uh, you know, Percy's allowed to borrow Paul Blowfist. (laughs) <laughs> we get a little bit of uh, a tiny, tiny bit of reiterating what's happened in the last few books. Percy yeah. said, like, one of the things that he says is, oh, by the way, my dad's Poseidon, he can do stuff with the sea. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I really like it. I really like that it was, like, minimal backstory. Yeah, very minimal. Because like, it's like, if you're at this book, you've read them all. <laughs> you have to. <laughs> it was like, if you're at this book, fuck it, you're in for a ride. <laughs> we can yeah. get the basics out. Poseidon's my dad. Poseidon, God of the Sea. Everybody knows who that is. Yeah. And if you don't, where, what rock have you been living under? <laughs> what, yeah. what Gaia have you been living under? <laughs> so basically, what they, um, what he's discussing with Rachel in the car is whether he's going to go on this vacation with her and her family, mostly because she needs a buffer between her and her dad. So but she doesn't really stand that. Issues. <laughs> yeah. She also spends the car ride. Um, Basically, going, are you going to kiss me? Yeah. <laughs> hypothetically, hypothetically, if these two people liked each other, what would it take to get the stupid guy to kiss the girl, huh? And Percy's love- like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just love that he compared himself to Apollo's sacred cows. He was like, I felt like one of his cows. Big and slow and bright red. And I was like, oh, Percy. <laughs> I was like, you baby boy. You just can't even. <laughs> so, Rachel shooting her shot. Yes, we love that for her. But yes, also, we love that for her get out of Annabeth's way, but also we love that for you because who wouldn't in that situation? Who yeah. would not shoot their shot? They literally, though, she they saw it. have she to be super straightforward with him because otherwise he's <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Calypso was straightforward and she got what she wanted. Rachel's straightforward, <laughs> she's getting what she wanted. Annabeth's like, figure it out. And he's like, well, I guess not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so basically... Uh, Percy is saved by Belle, Belle being Blackjack, who's laying yeah. on the roof of the Prius. And From like, orky questions. Never going to get those deads out now. How am I going to explain this to Paul? Yeah, he's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, the thing <laughs> is, he's not going to explain it because he's going to leave that job to Rachel. He's like, has to go on a super amazing quest right now. He's like, hey, cool, thanks, babe, bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you love me? Mm, you better tell my stepdad that I ruined his fucking car. <laughs> it's not ruined. It's to be dented. Yeah. And so we get uh, Charles Beckendorf arriving because he's on the back yeah, of yeah on Black the back Jack. of his 
stallion. Yeah. Now let's just listen to how Percy describes Beckendorf, whose greeting, by the way, is sup, Percy. And I'm like, oh, And he's like, all right, bug boy, okay, I'm so here for you. Percy uh, introduces Charles Beckendorf. So Charles I'm imagining, sorry, as he says it, I'm imagining like a one eyebrow lift <laughs> and uh, looking Percy up and down and between him and Rachel are going... Yes. What's up, Percy? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I just introduced him to Rob. He was like, you are red and flustered. What did I just walk in on? <laughs> be like, where's oh, everyone's hands? Where <laughs> yeah. So, Percy says, Charles Beckendorf, senior counsellor for the Hephaestus Cabin, would make most monsters cry for their mommies. He was huge, with ripped muscles from working on the forges every summer. Two years older than me, and one of the camp's best armorsmiths. He made some seriously ingenious mechanical stuff. My I God, has he? Can you like I drool over him man. more? Yeah, and then he literally does. He goes a month before he'd rigged a Greek fire. Bomb yeah, look at him. He's like fangirling. He's like, oh my God. Yeah, he rigged a Greek firebomb in the bathroom of a tour bus that was carrying a bunch of monsters across the country. The explosion took out the whole legion of Kronos's evil meanies as soon as the first harpy went flush. My God, Percy, can you Bethel. just? War strategy. I love it so much. Put your heart on away for him. <laughs> like, but also, rich muscles. Um, I see you, by Percy. I see you. I see you, babe. <laughs> we know. Yeah. I also love that the moment that he's intruded on like, oh Percy God. and Rachel. What? I just thought of a joke to tell later. Okay. I love that the moment that he's intruded on with Percy and Rachel. Percy's thinking about the difference between Annabeth and Rachel. So. Percy says, I can't pretend I hadn't thought about Rachel. She was so much easier to be around than, well, some other girls I knew. We know who the other girls is. <laughs> I didn't have to work hard or watch what I said or rack my brain trying to figure out what she was thinking. Rachel didn't hide much. She let Sorry. you know how she felt. Can I just say, when the fuck does he watch his words around out of bed? <laughs> he oh, doesn't He's speechless because he can't keep up because he's oh. like, I was just admiring how you talk and I wasn't even listening, but I Sorry. love so much, babe. That's not true. In... In the last, but the the first three books, he did not watch what he said. He just said whatever he wanted. <laughs> yeah. But during the Battle of the Labyrinth, he was watching what he said because he couldn't mention Luke because he was like, I can't mention Luke because she's <laughs> weird about him. Note to self: don't mention trigger words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, there is some trigger. Girlfriend words. will bite my head off. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. And Beckinoff knows that he's um inter you know interrupted this tense moment. Yeah, <laughs> he like he's literally like, oh, Yeah, so Percy's known that this mission was happening for a few weeks, he just didn't know when it was happening, so it's come at a really inconvenient time. Yep, yep, yep. And, uh, <laughs> Beckendorf says, oh, to Rachel, oh, hey, I'm Beckendorf, you must be Rachel. Percy's told me, uh, I mean, he mentioned you. <laughs> and I'm like, I love that Beckendorf is Percy's emotional support, relational, relationship he support person. wingman, amazing. Oh, so much. Because he's there like, I just love, I just know that Percy has gone down into those forges where kids of Hephaestus, like kids who aren't kids of Hephaestus are not supposed to go because they yeah. can't stand the heat. Yeah. But Percy makes his way down there and goes, bitch, I have some tea. <laughs> or he's you just there like. not know what Annabeth just, just said to me. <laughs> he'd be like, Annabeth. <laughs> and Beckinoff's just there like, mm-hmm, he's... take it out on the metal, babe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Beckinoff's like, let me show you how to do it. <laughs> Percy's arm around him. He does some ghost <laughs> walks in like, babe, it's time to spend time with your girlfriend, not your boyfriend. <laughs> oh, so cute. Yeah. <laughs> Pezzy, you got multiple, multiple on the go. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> oh fuck! That's so funny. Percy and uh, Annabeth, uh, Annabeth <laughs> Percy and Beckendorf kind of have to go, and before they do, uh, Rachel kisses him. She good luck. swoops in, yes. sneaking, sneaky, sneaky snake. Like good yes. for her. So I would totally do that too. I'd just like grab him so he couldn't move and be like, did she no kiss choice. him on the cheek or did she kiss him? Mm-mm, lips. Oh, woo! Hell yeah, girl. He's like, wow, haven't since Calypso. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell, Joe's accepted the fact. It's a fact. I have converted it. <laughs> well, I just had never thought about it. Yeah. I was just sort of like, oh, "That's fair." I just—it had never occurred to me. Granted, first time I read the book, but it I means was, that Percy and Leo become Eskimo Bros. <laughs> uh, ah! uh, no, it did not happen with Leo. Uh-uh. He got off the island, didn't he? I don't like that. Huh? <laughs> Because that means that they're on the same level? Ew! <laughs> they are not on the same no, level. No, 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 Leo's on the same level as 13-year-old, 14-year-old Percy. That, nuh Yeah. Not even. No, he's not even allowed on that level. He can go on okay, is he 10-year-old Percy. Is he on the same level as half dead 14-year-old Percy? No, he's not on Percy's level, period. He's not completely dead. He's only nearly dead. <laughs> No, he's not on any kind of level that has Percy on it. God, he's below. <laughs> People who are Leo stands, grow up. <laughs> God, that guy needs to drink respect women juice the way soccer did. <laughs> the way Percy has been his entire life. Yeah, because Percy was like, he had great role models. He was like, my mama. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. But then we get an amazing line from Beckendorf as they are flying away. Uh, Beckendorf goes, so, oh. I'm guessing you don't want me to mention that little scene to Annabeth. Because, again, <laughs> he's ranted to Beckendorf about both Rachel and Annabeth and been like, my bitch and my other bitch are, like, bitching at me. And, and then Percy goes, oh, gods, don't even think about it. And Beckendorf laughs. And he's like, like ah. knows what he did. <laughs> I love this man so uh, much. Bitch knows the tea, and he's like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then that's the end of that little scene. And it then is. So they um they make it towards uh, the Princess Andromeda, <laughs> and as they are... I can't wait to say this move to you later. Just like when we get to it. As they're flying up towards the ship, Percy's thinking about all of the drills that they've run of this exact mission, and I love the inclusion of this. I love the fact that they've practiced for this, mm-hmm. because most of what Percy's done in the last four weeks... Winging it. ...is fly by the seat of his pants. Like, literally wing it on the fly. Yeah. And I'm like... That's all well and good, but now this is, like, perfectly timed, and I love that it's, like, Beckendorf who's probably introduced that a little bit, because he's like, no, I need this amount of time to work with this, and I need this amount of time to work with this, so we need to practice it so that you don't fly by the seat of your pants. He what was, happens? He's just... by the seat of his pants. Because he's finally, like, he, like, he's... Basically, I like to think of it as a growing up stage, because yes. it's like, you're now actually making strategies, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you're thinking things through, yes. you are no longer a child chasing your tail, you have some control. Yeah, they're taking it seriously. Situation. Yeah, and so it's like, Percy, this isn't one another, uh, this isn't a dilly-dally quest, and you can't just rely on Annabeth to do all the yeah. thinking for you, and you do all the stabby-stabby. I, I, I love that it also means that, because they've been practicing on abandoned ships in the Navy Yard. Yeah, at, um, I mean, because he is very smart, and he's yeah, very yeah. smart on the fly, it's his problem was he doesn't think ahead, so <laughs> now, now he's finally thinking ahead, and so yes. he's showing his brains more and more and more. But I also love that, like, the point of this drill put on his is, like, hands. and the point of this drill and the blowing up the tour bus is, like, guerrilla warfare, but it's, like, organized guerrilla warfare, and I love that they're, like, 
camp is like thinking about this because so often especially when we get to a point where we compare it to Camp Jupiter Camp Half-Blood comes off looking like a oh my god hippie flippy we all just play pan flutes and we don't do anything yeah. we suck at war but like you think about this kind of thing and it's like no like they're very good at making plans and we're Adam at this you know yeah. and Kevin, very good at like planning things out and, like, meticulously oh, well, where sorry. to set up battle lines. you making that statement, well, Annabeth does. Well, think about... Well, I love that pr- this was probably the, Annabeth's plan. It was, well, it was the Praetors. Um, Praetors, yeah. At Camp Jupiter. Yeah. I was just making sure I was pronouncing that right. Yeah. yeah. It, it was them at Camp Jupiter. It was maybe, so what was it, six or seven people would get together at a war council table and they'd lead their army. Yeah. And this is the same sort of thing at Camp at camp mm-hmm. Half-Blood. It just happens to be that the Athena and Ares cabins mm-hmm. are the ones who make the plans. Mm-hmm. And so it looks different and they don't have proper titles. Make the presents! Make, make the, the presents! presents. <laughs> it looks different and they don't have proper titles and that's yeah. I feel like that's what the Camp Ju- Camp Jupiter like holds above their head. They're like, uh-huh, we had like <laughs> stages and we have medals and we have particular yeah. um but it's like it's it's more than that it's like titles Camp yeah. Jupiter's like the organized army like even when you look at their war games compared to Percy's or Camp Half-Blood's Capture, uh, the, Capture flag. the Flag Capture the Flag is oh that's like a summer camp game it is a game yeah that's good whereas war games is got war in the title yeah it may have game but it's still war and yeah. you're like oh <laughs> but it's all like very organized and very like marching in your lines and very structured. Whereas it the doesn't Greeks seem like much of a game. The Greeks are like, oh, fight stuff. <laughs> Literally, as Percy says in Blood of Olympus, that terrible, terrible, terrible book. Anyway, yeah. I just love that. Like we get a little bit of insight into how they've been planning for this for the past year and since they, you know, the, how yeah. they're holding their own. They're like, because yeah, like, we're especially since they almost magically. got their asses fully kicked at the Battle of Labyrinth. Like it fully. was Grover that saved them. <laughs> yeah, if it weren't for Grover, they would have all fucking died and the yeah. universe would have ended. Yeah. So I love that they've, like, taken that on board and gone, oh, we actually need to think about this a bit more. It's <laughs> like, like, oh, there's be no time. world. <laughs> so I love that they've spent this last year doing these little side attacks in places. and like, Yes, I love it. I just love it so much. Self-improvement, self-growth, which, again, Chiron, where the fuck were you? Look at this was happening, you useless prick. God. Useless piece of shit. Seriously, though, because he's been at the camp He's been at this camp training heroes for how long? He mm-hmm, would have seen mm-hmm. all the stages, and here he is, yeah. tight-lipped, not sharing secrets <laughs> to success. And it's like, hello, we give out the secrets because it's like, um, but it's like, excuse me, Chiron, if we don't succeed, you don't succeed. Mm-hmm. Have some self-preservation, yeah, <laughs> and help. So then, as they're flying God. towards, still flying towards, uh, you know, the ship, Princess pulls out a piece of paper from his pocket. Percy thinks it's a map? No. It's a picture of Selena. And that's when we knew that Beckendorf would not make it No, back. that's when we were like, oh, this is a bit more. Especially because this little paragraph, this scene, ends with Percy promising we'll make it back to camp. Yeah, empty promise. And then it's, Broken Percy promise, says, for say. a second I saw worry in his eyes. Then he put on his old confident smile. You bet, Beckendorf said. Let's go blow Kronos back into a million pieces. Yeah, and they also took the time to say... <sighs> They also took the, they were like, Rick was guilt tripping us because he was like, yeah, no, Beckendorf's been the happiest that he's ever been. He's got a girlfriend, a life, he's going to college, he's got everything set up and he's ready to go. No one can have anything good. No, he was like, he's ready to go. Yeah. It has to come with pain and it's always too much pain. Well, I mean, they always say Greek heroes 
or like never live long they're like no everyone dies young haha yeah. <laughs> and it's like what so then he and Percy get down to the engine room and they get past a uh, a telkine <laughs> who swears that he smells half bloods um I'm a little bit confused because isn't the ship doesn't it has a few half bloods on it so like yeah. why would the monsters yeah treat that as suspicious yep is the thing yep yeah uh, i don't understand that anyway. <laughs> it's super dumb also they said it smelled like sandwiches and yet every other time they're like percy smells like the sea and so i'm like yeah. how would they know especially because like telcans are supposed to like know because they're like arch enemies yeah. and, like, and so on know. top of that they're like it smells like rotten sandwiches in here and you'd be like yeah but you always Everyone always says Percy specifically smells like the ocean yeah. and half-blood. So it's sort of like, um, wouldn't you say he smells like, I don't know, salt and vinegar chips or something like that? Yeah. And not rotten sandwiches? <laughs> That's, like, really off-base. Yeah. So they make it to the engine room and basically uh, Beckendorf's plan is to, like, strap a whole bunch of Greek fire to the control panels and, like, like wire shit up. together <laughs> just to blow it up. Um, but there's no uh, timer on it. It's sort of just... So all from his watch detonator. detonator. Yeah. So, basically, they have to be in and out and then set it off. That's the plan. Yeah. Uh, that's the plan. That's the plan. It doesn't really get to follow through. It's supposed they to be hear, a sneak mission. Yeah, they hear a whole bunch of people pounding down the stairs and Percy goes, this is not supposed to happen. Wish me luck. I'm going to go try and distract them so you can finish this job. Because he was like, I need like another ten minutes to hook this up. And Percy's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So, yeah. Percy uh, gets out of there. Uh, so, yeah, Percy... The first uh, dozen telcans that he mows comes down. across, yeah, he mows them down, but he leaves one because, <laughs> because the, the telcan drops his little demon's lunchbox, <laughs> and Percy's like, "Oh, anything that cute can't be destroyed." <laughs> he was like, "He was like, damn it, cool lunchbox." Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so he says he left him alive partly because his lunchbox was so cool, but partly so that he could raise the alarm and get his friends to follow Percy rather than heading towards Beckendorf in the engine room. Yeah. Very smart, also very self-sacrificing. Also, Percy. big boy brain. Well, he's like, I'm gonna die in a week, mm-hmm. mate. He was like, he was like, I'm literally scheduled to die in a week. I'm not gonna die now, so let's yeah. go. So then eventually he Percy's got onto... that, you know, I'm untouchable instinct <laughs> in him. And he like... makes it onto the patio deck and he comes across one of Hercules' labours. So he comes across uh, the crab Cancer or Carcinos. This giant crab, uh, it was something that Hera sent uh, to battle Hercules when Hercules was... Fucking die, will ya? She sent the crab to aid the Hydra uh, when Hercules was against the Hydra because he defeated the Hydra way too easily. (laughs) And so... Hera was like, no, 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 no. Hera was like, so she yeah. sent, yeah, she sent cancer down, and um, but then Hercules ended up just crushing it beneath his foot. Don't know how that works. Yeah, it's fucking huge. Crab, and he's not a giant person. No, he's a regular sized person. Yeah, and then for, in a, as a reward for the crab service, uh, Hera put it among the stars as the constellation Cancer, and that is why the astrological sign for Cancer is a crab. Ah, uh, but so Percy, fans. instead of using the "I'm going to step on you." rule, he's instead using uh, I'm gonna kill knowledge you. that he got from Paul. Yeah, like which Paul by the way shouldn't he already know bit. how to hunt crabs? Yes, he should. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> Sorry, he does. Calypso, Rachel. <laughs> he knows how to hunt crabs. <laughs> Is that the joke you wanted to tell? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but I just thought it was funny. Okay, so. No, you'll know the joke when I say. He went with Paul 
crabbing during the summer and Paul talking about the chink in the crab's armour under its belly. Yeah. So Percy basically uses that, slides under the crab, stabs Riptide up there. <laughs> up in there, gets it up in there. <laughs> well, so he, yeah, he stabbed it up there and then basically it exploded. Disintegrated from the inside? <laughs> it exploded and he went, I'll get my uh, sword back. He was soon. like, I'm not going so through that. He, yeah, he ran away. <laughs> Instead of no fear about per, uh, Rick's wordplay when it comes to Percy's sarcasm because when Percy gets away from the crab he runs into uh, a bunch of uh, Draconet women and he basically throws a model of the ship at one of them to take them down. He goes down with the ship. Yeah, Yeah. and he literally uses the phrase, the boat smacked her in the face and she went down with the ship and I'm like, that wordplay. I love it. It was something that I like had to stop and put the book down because I was like, that was really good. (laughs) And I picked it back up. Like I just had a little moment to myself and I was like, I love it. Um... (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, then he's like being chased by Drachne and Hellhounds and he ends up running up the stairs and a kid charges at him, like a child. A 12 um, year old. Yeah. And he a says, little baby boy. And he's he like, couldn't have been more than 12, about the same age I was when I first arrived at Camp Half-Blood. That thought depressed me because this kid was getting brainwashed and trained to hate the gods and lash out because he'd been born half Olympian. Technically Percy was also ba- brainwashed. <laughs> yes. And that's what I'm, like, this is, like, to keep in mind everything Calypso said about do you support the gods because they're right or because they're your family is, it, it just runs through my mind with every every page and every reference to any of that, are you fighting on the good side or the bad side or the right side or the wrong side? There is no right side or wrong yeah. side. Yeah, and so it's like... When ben, what side benefits you more? Mm-hmm. In this case, yeah, it's a 12-year-old, it probably hasn't been explained uh, the rules I of mean, the game. neither was he. No. <clears throat> But he's now had years to deal with it and sort of come to terms with his own decision kind of thing. Like, yeah. he's had plenty of chances to go and join Kronos if he wanted to. Yeah. Um, whereas this 12-year-old, I think of it more as they never went to Camp Half-Blood. No, like, at all. They just, they just like, pulled yeah, him out they of school. They somewhere. They um, found him in a school and went, great, come yeah. here. <laughs> and he went, <laughs> So Percy uh, disarms him really easily, obviously, because it's a child, and says, if you want to leave, get off the ship now. Tell the other demigods. And then, you know leaves him, sends him tumbling down the stairs and sort of lets him Which, by the way, Percy, you could have broken his neck throwing him down the stairs. (laughs) I just saved his life. (laughs) 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 I can just imagine him, like, patting himself on the back as he's, like, severely injured this child. (laughs) (laughs) Helping out society. So yeah, he does that and then keeps going on his way, and he eventually makes it to the helipad deck, which yep, is the yep, rendezvous yep. point with Beckendorf. Which why would you do yeah, that? Because it's well, so out in the open. No, from there they were going to jump into the sea. Oh, like just because it's because it is open. Yeah, that's where they were going to jump from, and um, they could detonate the charges from a quarter mile away. That's what he yeah, says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then he was halfway across the deck when a sound of a voice makes him freeze and it says, you're late, Percy. <laughs> Percy turns around and says, Luke stood on the balcony above him, a smile on his scarred face. Ooh. He wore jeans, a white t-shirt and flip-flops like he was just a normal college-age guy, but his eyes told the truth. They were solid gold. I love every description of Luke ever. I fucking hate Luke and I hate him, but like... Yeah, the vibes. everyone's like, Luke is such a good person. The like, only villain who can pull off flip-flops. Let's be totally let's real. Let's be real, yeah. Let's be totally real here. Also, they are wearing thong. his merchandise! <laughs> and you are wearing his merchandise! <laughs> Thirsty. 
bunch of uh, Lashigodian giants show up, and demigod archers appear on the roof above Luke and like point right down at them. Oh, I just, yeah! like, no, no, I got the vibes of you know when Edna's checking into her special oh, yeah. <laughs> room and uh, yes. <laughs> like when all the guns yeah. come out and point at Robert Parr or Mr. Incredible, sorry, and she goes mm, Helen. and guest. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> just what Helen. am I thinking of? You're thinking. Oh yeah, no, it is just Helen. You're thinking of the second one when. Jack Jack has the baby. His, when Jack Jack has his suit made. Hell yeah. Yeah. No, it's the first one <laughs> when it's Helen and she's like Edna Mote. And yes. yes. <laughs> like, like and, and Helen's like, holy fuck! Everything comes out. Yeah. And then uh, they're also holding uh, Beckendorf hostage. No, they haven't pulled him out yet, though. They have. No, yet. First they have a little bit of a repertoire between the two of them, and then he's like, oh, you're not waiting for your friend down in the engine room, are you? And then they're like, bring him in! They drag sexy-ass Beckendorf out here with his shirt ripped off and abs out, and you're like... Well, we get to see also uh, Luke slash Kronos and his invulnerability, because Percy states that he kicked Kronos in the chest... But then he stumbled back to it because he was heavier than Luke should have been. It was like kicking a refrigerator. <laughs> Which that made me laugh. Because I just imagined him kicking a fridge. I <laughs> 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 just like out of frustration. Like he wants something. for Like you know when Joey's trying to get into the fridge but it's got the child lock on it. That's <laughs> just what it made me think of. So as Percy's fighting with Kronos, uh, he says... I stumbled backwards, switched my sword to my left hand, and lunged desperately. My blade should have run him through, but it deflected off his stomach like I was hitting solid marble. There was no way he should have survived that. And then Percy's going, oh, fuck, now I have to do what Nico asked me to do a year ago. <laughs> I've been procrastinating for a year, putting it off. <laughs> me with all my responsibilities. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's been doing it all year, too. He's been going on holidays. He's yeah. like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, so yes, then Kronos uh, pulls uh, Ethan Nakamura forward and... What a great last night. Yeah, I know. Asks him Nakamura. to bring forward Percy's friend who has the explosives. They've, like, <laughs> Ethan ripped says, his shirt Success, off. Success, my lord. We found him just as we were told. <laughs> we found him midships trying to sneak to the engine room. Can we eat him now? <laughs> <laughs> Ethan doesn't say that, but another no, one of the giants says the, that. The the <laughs> I just love that this whole conversation after this makes... Yes, my lord. No, I was thinking of... Number three, my lord. Number three. No, I was thinking of how... Um, this That's what I think of when I think of the giants. makes Kronos give off real Disney Headies vibes. Like, really. Yeah. He's like, my fucking incompetent help. I have to do everything myself. <laughs> Like, that's what it sounds like. So, we found him amidships, one of the giants said. Trying to sneak to the engine room. Can we eat him now? Soon. Chrono scowled at Ethan. Are you sure he didn't set the explosives? Well, he was going toward the engine room, my lord. How do you know that? Uh, Ethan shifted uncomfortably. He was heading in that direction. And he told us. (laughs) His bag is full of explosives. Slowly I began to understand. Beckendorf had fooled them. When he realized that he was going to be captured, he turned to what he turned to what made it look like he was going the other way. He convinced them that he hadn't made it to the engine room yet. The Greek fire might still be primed, but that didn't do us any good unless we were able to get off the ship and detonate it. Yeah. So Kronos then, hesitated. <laughs> Kronos orders them to open the bag, <laughs> and then he says, uh, "Did you perhaps?" Uh, he said, "He said, did you perhaps?" 
capture this demigod near the galley? <laughs> Ethan turned pale. Um, did you perhaps send someone to actually check the engine room? Ethan scrambled back in terror, then turned on his heels and ran. <laughs> and it's because Beckendorf's pack has been opened and tons of tins of peaches fell out. <laughs> <laughs> so it literally was like, you fucking oh. idiot! Oh, so good. <laughs> then we find out that there's a spy at camp and we can never trust anyone ever again. And we all uh, because we know who the spy is, obviously. Obviously, but is it obvious to everyone else? Because it was not obvious to me. <laughs> it's not obvious yet at this point because we haven't even been back to camp. Yet it wasn't obvious book. ever for me. I was fully blindsided. I was like, oh, I, I was fully convinced we just weren't going to find out who the See, spy was. But this is the thing: did she know about? She knew about this mission. Oh, sorry, they knew about this mission. Um, yeah. and they knew who was going on this mission. Yeah, she, and that she didn't said change. She <laughs> They really did send him to his death. Like they, they didn't change their opinion on on whether they should say anything to Kronos. Yeah, apparently not. Yeah. Anyway, this is this is the part where my joke comes in. Okay. No, Ron, no. <laughs> what? What is it? He's going to sacrifice He's going himself. To sacrifice himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I thought. And of. he does. Beckendorf mouths to Percy one word. Go. <laughs> Because, <laughs> like Astrid in. Because, <laughs> oh my god, because they have a cosmic connection. <laughs> they just have to look at each other and they're having a conversation with their faces. Which, hello, you have to have chemistry and tension to be able to do that. And you have to memorise somebody's face so well yes. that you know what they're like saying with just their eyebrows. So, <laughs> their eyebrows. so oh my god. How is Percy straight? <laughs> how can he be? And how is Beckendorf straight? Beckendorf's not. <laughs> No. I mean, he's had to listen to Percy complain about Annabeth for a whole summer. Oh, yeah. And Rachel. Oh, yeah. So. so While he's been like, Selena loves me. <laughs> I love Selena. I'm over here having a great fucking time. Percy's in hell. And he's been me for the last four years of my life. He's like, who needs a radio when you've got Percy? Don't need to watch all the teen dramas that Selena's been begging me to because I've got one in front of my eyes right now. <laughs> it's like, what time? What time Selena's like, Percy? Like, no, Percy. She's like, I'm begging to. She's like, Charlie, let's like watch one of these shows. He's like, no need, babe. Just come down to the forges and just, just sit there and you'll see. She comes, she sits down, she's like, now what do I do? Watch you hammer? Okay. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, that wasn't why. I mean, sure, but like, that wasn't why. And all of a sudden, stomps in Percy right on cue. <laughs> Bitch, you won't believe! He's like, where's what fucking happened? <laughs> and she's like, oh, she sits back, makes herself tea. <laughs> no, she just hands, she just holds her cup out and Percy's like, <laughs> he is not a tea! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if we get back to the absolute sad... Anyway. Beckendorf closed his eyes tight and brought his hand up to his watch. I had no choice. I threw my sword like a javelin at Kronos. It bounced harmlessly off his chest, but it did startle him. I pushed through a crowd of monsters and jumped off the side of the ship toward the water a hundred feet below. I heard rumbling deep in the ship. Monsters yelled at me from above. A spear sailed past my ear. An arrow pierced my thigh and I barely had time to register the pain. I plunged into the sea and willed the currents to take me far, far away. A hundred yards. Two hundred yards. Even from that distance, the explosion shook the world. Heat seared the back of my head. The Princess Andromeda blew up from both sides. A massive fireball of green flame roiling into the dark sky, consuming everything. Beckendorf, 
I thought. Then I blacked out and sank like an anchor toward the bottom of the sea. Oh, I have goosebumps and I just want to cry. Last time we see Beckendorf, bye bye Beck, miss you babe. Moment of silence. Moment of silence for a fucking king? He was going to college! He was a good boy! <laughs> oh my God. He was almost out of puberty, he was almost in a safe zone! <laughs> Literally. <sighs> One brain cell, guys. So fucking sad! It is so fucking sad, but then we get some absolute top tier. Bullshit in the next chapter. But we still have to have our moment of silence. We haven't had it yet. Okay. Love you, Okay, so let's get into chapter two. Let's just ease into it because <coughs> I can't go into chapter two with full energy. I'll I can because you're about to be my favorite fucking character. Oh, God. Literally, this is all we get of him in this whole series. <laughs> I love it so much. Literally, it's 30 seconds. It's just like, such a dumbass, <laughs> but I just love it. Okay. In chapter two, I meet some fishy relatives. Percy ah. finally gets to see Atlantic <laughs> and meet the star of The Little Mermaid, a.k.a. <laughs> the best character in the series, a.k.a. Tell Kate Russell's recap. <laughs> a.k.a. the delusional heir to Poseidon's throne, a.k.a. Triton. And Percy also gets to see firsthand the way that the gods are affected by the state of their realm and power. Yeah. Did you say Tyson as well? You get to see Tyson. Ah, oh, he gives a fuck when you got Triton! <laughs> because Tyson's his baby brother. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> so, the first thing that Percy dreams about, because obviously, I mean, the first thing that this <gasps> chapter starts with is a dream, because obviously we have to have a dream. A dream and sequence? it's a dream between uh, Hyperion and Creos, and they are at... Mount Ophrys, and they are debating over who gets to babysit Atlas and who gets to go and help Kronos. And basically, and Atlas uh, is there like, oh. Basically, Hyperion gets the short end of the stick, right? No, Creos gets the short end of the yeah. stick because Hyperion gets to erupt into flames, and all Creos gets is to wear those stupid rams on. And he literally says, stupid fucking rams on. Yeah. Look like a dickhead. Yes. It's like, yes. All those, all those freaking sheep do is butt heads all day. No, you shut up! <laughs> no, you shut up! Hey, you! Shut up! <laughs> That's for Brother Bear. <laughs> no, you shut up! <laughs> Yelling at their own echo. <laughs> that is like... <laughs> My humour right there. <laughs> that is like the shit that makes me lose my fucking mind. <laughs> when we watched Brother Bear again recently, I was like, I forgot about this. <laughs> this is top tier comedy. <laughs> well, that's like top tier comedy for me. I was watching vampires like a fucking wheelchair. <laughs> going through the woods. Oh god. That shit was funny. The going through the woods, but also just like Billy beating Jack. Chuck picking up the wheelchair. And Billy picking up the wheelchair. Oh god. It was so funny. Him kicking him in the face from the wheelchair after stating, My legs don't work. Oh god. So funny. Oh. I literally could not. I was, they had to stop the movie because I was being too loud. We had to rewind because it was too funny. <laughs> Everyone's running and jumping over logs. And then it was the wheelchair. And going, Zoom! <laughs> the wheelchair gliding over the freaking 
Lawrence Fort, and it's kind of like the Segway he was on, but instead of running, he was on the Segway. So fucking funny. Oh my fucking god. Uh, <laughs> so we get uh, Percy finishing that dream about the Titans, and then the dream uh, shifts. And now he's standing in a... Uh, he stands outside the pavilion, uh, hiding in the shadows, and there's a boy next to him, also eavesdropping, and it's Nico. And I just had a question. Can Nico spy through dreams? Yeah. He can do that. He has more control over dreams than... But is, but is that because Percy's, like, close to dying right now, or... Because he came close to dying, or what? No. Or because he's just coming closer each day with turn 16. <laughs> no, Nico's all... And once Nico learned the ability, I think it maybe Hades taught him, or something like that. Or he just... He figured it out somehow. Because, because it wasn't him projecting in Battle of Labyrinth. That was Bianca showing Percy, not Nico showing Percy. Mm-hmm. About Nico. Yeah, well, he probably figured, oh, if Bianca can do that, then I can do that too. And he figured it out. And so, who's the god of sleep? Morpheus. Morpheus. Or Hypnos. No, Hypnos. Hypnos. Morpheus is a titan. <laughs> I'm thinking Hypnos, yes. Um, well, remember, it's the son of Hypnos that he's like... Clytus. Clytus, yeah. He's always sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> he's always sleeping, like that's his thing. And he basically, he's like Grand Central Station, <laughs> is what he is. Yeah. And so Nico knows how to navigate... And so he usually finds him, and he's like, um, he, he's able, Nico... Because he's like, got like an open business sign on all these yeah. things. He's like, yes. come on in. Well, Percy doesn't have any control over it, whereas Percy, uh, whereas Nico has more control over his mind right. for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why, but he just does. <laughs> he's like more aware when he's sleeping, and he knows yeah. what he's doing, and so he's able to, whether that, that's because he's a child of Hades, or just because he's amazing, I don't know. But, yeah, he's able to navigate his... It is explained in Book 5, but you will never reread Book 5 of Heroes of Olympus. Well, I will, because we have a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but you haven't read it in ages, but... He, no, I've only read it once, Nico, and I vowed to never read it again. Nico, does explain, <laughs> Nico does explain, he's like, yeah, there's my usual mash of trauma that I just sort of, like, push aside, <laughs> and then I go wandering into he other He is 90 dreams. years old, Joe. He's like, then he goes wandering into other people's dreams, because right. he's like, uh, I have to talk to people. So while he's wandering in Percy's dream, he looks straight at Percy with a grim expression and says, you see, Percy, you're running out of time. Do you really think you can beat them without my plan? Percy says, his words washed over me as cold as the ocean floor and my dreams went black. Dramatic bitch, Nico. He was like, like, I've said my piece, now wake up. (laughs) And then he wakes up to see a large figure looming over him and he thinks it's Beckendorf, but it's actually just Tyson, which is still a good alternative. But But he's like, Beckendorf? And he's like, (laughs) am I dead? (laughs) Valid question after what's Yeah, pretty much. He's like, Beckendorf? And Tyson's like, mm, no. Yeah, but he's, he's like, like, yeah, your brain works. He's like, oh, Tyson's like, oh, thank fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then Percy realises that they're underwater, and he's not really hearing Tyson speak, but he is, but he isn't, but he is, but he he's isn't. He's feeling the vibrations yeah, in his skull. which is such a weird, he was like, like, you could have just made it, we were in an air bubble or something, yeah. I don't know. He was like, nah, vibration. Yeah. <laughs> and then he realises they're underwater because a hammerhead shark drifts into his room, and then just like, sees what's going on, and then he goes, <laughs> you know, like, Back out a little bit. <laughs> back it up, but back Yeah, and then we find out that he's uh, at Poseidon's palace, which is super fun. And yeah, Tyson basically takes him to Poseidon's war room, I guess, like his war council. Yeah. Uh, because 
there was like a big explosion and the blast like shakes the whole room and Percy's like, what the fuck was that? And Tyson's like, oh, daddy will explain. Come, he is blowing up monsters. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so cute. So we get Percy swimming through Poseidon's realm towards the palace. I love that the palace is as big as Mount Olympus. Fuck yeah, yes. it is. Put some respect on my man's name. <laughs> Put it on there! <laughs> <laughs> yes, Poseidon! That is what we get back, Blue! <laughs> is that a drink? I think it's a drink. <laughs> Can I get a pin is what we get back, Blue? <laughs> I, I love it so much. Put a tail on his ass! <laughs> I... Love that his realm is as big as Mount Olympus because then it just goes... And he doesn't have to deal with his family. <laughs> They're not invited. Yeah, I mean, realm. like, it makes sense because Mount Olympus is technically Zeus's realm. So, like, it should be as big as Zeus's I mean, realm. And also the underworld is as big as it. So I'm like, you uh, know, I thought good the layers. underworld was even bigger. It is. <laughs> that great we know who the strong is. Because like, it's Mark. both wider and deeper. <laughs> Look at how he's going. He's excavating that shit. Well, because he never leaves it. He's like, man, we'll make it fucking huge. <laughs> I literally had a note here that was like, so Poseidon's realm is as big as Olympus. Say it with me now. Strongest Avenger. <laughs> um, no, Hades, the strongest Avenger. Sometimes <laughs> <laughs> give that title fun. Yeah, okay. <laughs> He's stronger than Zeus. Let's give him that. Yeah, Zeus sucks. Him yeah. and his small penis. <laughs> it's your boy, Skinny Penis. <laughs> It's your boy, um, skinny penis. <laughs> I need to leave. I need to leave. I can't handle. So, we get um, a mention of Poseidon's realm being... No, no, no. We get a mention of the sharks in Poseidon's realm being quite uh, scary looking to oh. Percy. So, But docile. Oh, no, no. Sorry, not the not sharks, but the mermen. Mm. It says his eyes were bright green like that stuff they put in glow sticks and his teeth were like shark teeth they don't show you stuff like that in the little mermaid so they it's named it name checked <laughs> we have to watch it so Kate came to me before we did this and went judge me name check we're watching the little mermaid <laughs> and I went okay <laughs> Lily will join us I'm sure <laughs> oh brilliant yay I'm positive she will yeah we can ask her tonight <laughs> we'll be like so we're like, well, guess what's happening? Things have things have happened. So free up one of your Sundays. That's what we're doing. We need to watch the little mermaid, and then we need to decide which is the best song. Part of your world. <laughs> what are you talking about? Kiss the girl. Yeah, fucking love I that song. Really good. Under the sea. Okay, but I can belt part of your world better than I can belt kiss the girl or under the sea. I just like the the little rendition of it, where it's what would I give to live where you are. What would I say to stay here beside you? Just because I like that little oh. ongoing bit. So yeah, the main courtyard is uh, filled with mermen, with fishtails from the waist Mer- down and human bodies from the waist up, except their skin was blue, which was something that Percy had never known before. I would like to think they're all different colours, like Luca, you know. Yeah, cute as. Yeah. I think it's, it's very Luca, cool. the whole mother level of cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then we get to see that um, some Greek fire is burning underwater, which is a cool little, yeah, cool little tidbit of information. And then we get to uh, basically in the middle of all of these mermen are like surrounding this monster, this sea monster. um, That's like basically a giant squid, and they're all like, "Let's go and swim it." 
So yes, um, a giant arc of blue light shoots from the top, from the rooftop of the tallest building, and hits the giant squid right in the face, and it dissolves like food coloring in the water, which is a cool little point. And then Tyson points at the arc of light and goes, "Daddy, <laughs> daddy, daddy!" <laughs> and Percy's like, "He did that." Tyson's like, "Yup." And then we find out that... <laughs> He's like, what's that? We find out that uh, Tyson has not been helping in the war. Not by choice. <laughs> Percy would have thought that he had. And then Tyson said, he pounces and goes, I have been fixing weapons. Now come, let's go find Daddy. <laughs> when Percy goes into like where they've set up their little war council kind of battle strategy place, uh, we get to go through... We get to go past a few... A few peoples. So, the first person that we go past or that we see. His name is Delphine. Delphine, come! Yes, knew you would knew you would want to. Of course. Um, I literally read it and went, Delphine, Delphine! <laughs> yeah. So, and then I went, Delphine! Percy's searching for a big guy with a good tan and a black beard wearing Bermuda shorts and a Hawaiian shirt. He's searching um, for a sexy dill. Yes, but the... <laughs> He doesn't want to fuck him. <laughs> oh, sorry. Just in general, he's a dill. He's actually great. But he knows that there's nobody... He's looking for his daddy. <laughs> nobody who looks like that in this council room. Instead, there's uh, a merman with two fishtails instead of one, uh, with green skin and armor studded with pearls, and he's got black hair tied in a ponytail. Ooh, um, then there's an old man with a bushy white beard and grey hair and his battle armour seemed to weigh him down but he had green eyes and smile wrinkles around his eyes but he wasn't smiling now he was studying a map and leaning on a large metal staff. To his right was a beautiful woman in green armour with flowing black hair and strange little horns like crab claws and then there was just a regular dolphin staring at the map intently (laughs) (laughs) which I find really funny. That's Delphin Yeah, Delphin's the dolphin if you didn't get that. (laughs) Delphin Is the god of dolphins. (laughs) I just love that. Okay, so, Delphin is not actually a dolphin. He's a sea demon in the shape of a dolphin in service of Poseidon. Um, Yeah, so when Poseidon was wooing Amphitrite, Reed trying to wed her, (laughs) um, she ran away and Delphin was the one who had to go and persuade her to come back and agree to the marriage. So he was so the peer one peer pressure. Yeah, really he was the one that Poseidon sent to go and fetch her. He was the Shrek. <laughs> Except she still ended up with Farquaad. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. Yes. Um, Some so of yeah. you may die but it's a sacrifice I'm, I'm willing, willing to make. Um, yeah, so then once Delphin managed to bring her back to Poseidon. Poseidon uh, graced Delphin with a constellation in the sky called Delphinus. That's basically a dolphin. Um, I can't. It's just hearing Delphine. (laughs) He's also technically Amphitrite's brother. Ew. Not Poseidon. Delphin. Because he's a son of Nereus and Doris, who are also Amphitrite's parents. Um, But yes, so he's the god of uh, dolphins. Love it. I love that for him. Love it. Yes. As Poseidon's talking to him, he says, Delphin, send Palaemon and his legion of sharks to the western front. We have to neutralize those leviathons. I love that sentence because it's just like, (laughs) war, war words. (laughs) Go and battle these things that have no reference at all in the story. Yeah. Like leviathons? What? What are leviathons? Basically, it's just like a big... You know what, um, you know in the, the new... King Kong movies, 
It's King Kong versus what's the other sea monster? Godzilla. Yep, it looks like that. Oh, so it's a big lizard. Yeah, kind of. Sorry, anyone who's a fan of Godzilla hears me <laughs> explain it. A big lizard. It's like a lizard slash sea serpent. It yeah, it's just like yeah. a sea monster. Anyway, so sending Palamon to go deal with that. So Palamon, yep. super fun. Go for it. Palemon so many name drops. Was originally Man. a mortal boy named Melicertes. Basically, Melicertes' parents were condemned by Hera because they fostered Dionysus as a child. So when Zeus, like, Zeus asked them to, he yeah. was like, can you keep my son safe, please, because my wife doesn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> can you just, like, do me this solid? Anyway, and then okay. when Zeus, or when Hera found out, she basically drove the king into a murderous rage and he tried to kill all three of them. So he tried oh. to kill Melicertes and Dionysus and Eno. Oh, it's a bummer. But instead, Eno fled with Melicertes in her arms and leapt off a cliff into the sea. And then Poseidon took pity on them and turned them into a sea goddess and sea god. Which Aww. is, yeah. That's cute. So yeah, and then they were renamed. <laughs> he, he was, was like, fuck you, Hera. <laughs> <laughs> he was renamed Palaemon and she was renamed uh, Leucothea. And so, Palaemon, he is basically the god of sharks, harbours, and sailors, and he's the protector of sailors in danger. Right. Which is why he's sending a fleet of sharks, um, or a legion of sharks, to neutralise those lithons. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> um, and, yeah, Palaemon is either depicted as a dolphin-riding boy, or sometimes he's actually depicted as Triton. Right. Yeah, so sometimes they're one and the same. What about Chicky, mummy? Ah, no one cares about her. Oh. <laughs> she okay. was kind of she she basically is like the goddess of the same ship. Okay. Basically. Other people that we get to talk to are um oh, well first, Poseidon recognizes Percy because because Percy's like, that is a is that you? Yeah. Poseidon's like, Oh my god, my boy <laughs> And Amber tries to stay like, bitch, why would you show up here? <laughs> She's glaring at Percy and Percy's like, I didn't ask to be born. Not my fault your husband fucking cheated <laughs> With the greatest woman in the world. Exactly. The greatest the... woman in the world. <laughs> the greatest woman in the world. Yeah. So Percy asks why Poseidon looks rough. <laughs> he basically says, uh, I reflect the state of my realm, and right now that state is quite grim, Percy. I should introduce <laughs> I you. the Tyson was like, mm-mm-mm, don't mention it, don't mention it. <laughs> he, he basically says, I should introduce you. Uh, this is my wife, uh, Amphitrite. Can I just say, <laughs> hang on, before we move on, yeah. proof that, pers- that Percy is Poseidon's favourite child. Everybody else would have been, like, smited for being like, you look like shit. <laughs> but, 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 yeah. but Poseidon was like, no, it's Percy, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway. So, Amphitrite, she is the woman in armor, or the, the woman in green armor beside uh, Poseidon. I love that she's in armor. I love that she's represented mm-hmm. as this, mm-hmm. like, warrior mm-hmm. woman. Love that. She is her. a warrior woman. Hell she yeah. is the Poseidon likes strong ladies. Yeah. She's the goddess slash queen of the sea. She's Poseidon's wife. Um, but over time, she was actually just represented as his mistress. Like, no! Yeah. So she's the That's eldest. Respect on her name. She's the eldest of the fifty. Me, who's never really thought about her until today. <laughs> <laughs> she's the eldest of the fifty Nereids, which are Nereus and Doris's daughters. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was the female personification of the sea and the loud moaning mother of fish, seals, and dolphins. <laughs> so, like the whale of water, like the sound that it makes. That's like her thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Poseidon chose her as his wife between all, like, from the pool of her sisters, because oh. she was doing this dance on the Isle of Naxos, and he was like, 
you dance really well. Like, no one's getting really loud. Like, <laughs> yeah, and so he um, sought her hand in marriage, but then she was like, what the fuck? And so she ran away and hid herself near uh, Atlas in the ocean stream at that end of the earth, because yeah, that yeah. was like, you know, the end of the world. Yeah. And so, so yeah, she <laughs> hid herself away uh, at the end of the world and Poseidon. <laughs> oh, so God. he sent Delphin to go and track her down, and eventually he uh, convinced her to return. And he said, Delphin, come! Yeah, wed. Poseidon, and then they had um, a bunch of children together, and she was like, "What?" So basically, all of the seals and dolphin and fish and shellfish in the world are all Poseidon and Amphitrite's children, and then as well as my lord and savior Triton, and his sister Rose, who has two fish tails in this version Mm -hmm. instead of just one. In all versions, Um, not (laughs) in (laughs) the little mermaid. Yeah, very true. (laughs) Um, He also has a sister (coughs) Rose. And two other siblings, Kamapolia and uh, Benthesigamy. Wow, that's a name. It is. I didn't bother looking up who they are, I don't really care. Because <laughs> all you care about is Trident? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I'm like just trying to get through her shit because I'm like, ah, just talking about Trident. And she um, basically looks at Percy coldly and goes, please excuse me. <laughs> and like goes away and she like, she, she says, I am needed in battle. And I'm like, yes, queen shit. I love it. Anyway. And Poseidon's like, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Quick, go stab something that's not me. <laughs> so she swims away, and I love... She, okay, so in her description, she's got two Swim little crabby away. horns. Yeah. That was the other difference between her and her sisters. They didn't have... Crabby horns. Like, and yeah. he was like, those are some sexy crabby horns you got. <laughs> well, I imagine they're like, just like really hard, but either like Sylvie's horns, like that's what they look like, yeah. or Mantis's weird little antler thingies, but as horns. They're just little nubbies. <laughs> Either way, I think Poseidon was like, that's some sexy horns you got there. Look at them. Bitch, you're making me... <laughs> <laughs> nice nubs. <laughs> <coughs> I see you. You must be horny for me. <laughs> just deleting that. Yeah. What a Okay, so <laughs> she swims away and then Percy... Swim away. Um, Poseidon introduces Percy to his other son, Triton, and then Triton corrects him with your son and heir. I love a dumb bitch. I love a dumb bitch because heir, are you kidding me? No. You're not the heir. Yeah, Poseidon doesn't have an heir. He's never going to die. He's a god. I love a dumb bitch. He's like, if Poseidon's dead, you're well and truly. <laughs> I love a dumb bitch. Okay, so Triton, my babe. <laughs> don't ask me why. Okay, the reason that I love him so I much. I honestly don't know why. <laughs> like, from these books, I'm he's like, why? He's an idiot, that's why. But okay. he's literally an idiot for five seconds. Everybody else is an idiot for the whole book, and yet you're like... The reason that I like him so much has nothing to do with this book and everything to do with one fanfiction that I read. <laughs> okay. Because, and I'm sure that I've spoken about it on the podcast before. Maybe it was just me and I can't remember what it was about. I've read this one fanfiction on AO3 that's since been half deleted because the writer got cold feet and then she like, or they, sorry, deleted half of it and then when all the comments were like, um, bring it back, this is really good. They were like, oh, okay, I'll re-upload it for you. And so they're like in the process of re-uploading it, whatever. It's, it's a, a very long story. It's a Heroes of Olympus rewrite, but yeah. it's like if Percy and Annabeth 
were 10 years older than everyone else, so... Which, yeah. Yeah, makes more sense. And it just makes it better, because they're, like, married and, like, all of this. And <laughs> uh, when Percy loses his memory, spoiler for Son of Neptune, <laughs> when he loses his memory in the Son of Neptune era, um, and he's making his way to Camp Jupiter, he, like, ends up going to some diner, and then there's, like, some guy who's, like, his mirror image there, who's, like, the most sarcastic himbo guy ever. <laughs> and, and he's... It's, it's Triton. And mm-hmm. he, um... But he says his name's Adrian because he's like it's like after his favorite C, and I'm like, <laughs> I love him so much. And he's just like so dumb, and Percy like kind of figures out who he is, but then because um, Triton's like we're kind of related, but like we're not, and Percy's like okay because <laughs> he calls Percy Perseus, and they have like a little battle on the beach <laughs> because Triton's like you're not better than me, <laughs> and then thousands of years old. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just like the whole like scene, the interaction of it was just I love. Mm. <laughs> I also just love that Triton, who's been living with Poseidon for <laughs> eons, and Percy comes in and Triton's like oh, my favorite son. <laughs> I mean, Poseidon's like my favorite son, and Triton's here like, bitch, I'm right here. <laughs> I've, been here. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> I've been here the whole time. Wait, I'm yeah, just on, I just love that. Just thing. on their ten years older Percy and Annabeth. Yes, yes. You said he's trying to make his way to Camp Half Blood. Camp Jupiter is what I meant. Right. So after being with So he's Luca, an adult gonna go hang out with children. Yeah. So he's twenty seven. So he's he's done his training with Lupa and she's like, This is where you need to go now. As a twenty seven year old and he's like, too old for this shit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and he's like looking at the wedding ring on his finger and he's like, I know who I'm married to. Why am I going to this place? Maybe she's here. Yeah. Basically. So he knows that he's married to Annabeth. Oh, cute! I love it! Well, he kind of figures it out. Cause Wait! He remembers so... her, and there's a wedding ring. So he's like, probably her? Oh. And if not, then she can answer my fucking questions. <laughs> Turns out he's married to Rachel. <laughs> oh my god, and they'd be reunited, and she'd be like, Hussie, you didn't put the dishwasher on before you left! <laughs> I had to wash the oven on! <laughs> the house went down. How dare you be kidnapped to that day! <laughs> So yeah, Triton, he is a uh, fish-tailed sea god, and he can still the waves with his conch shell, or conch, I should say, conch shell trumpet. (laughs) And it was said that the sound that came out of the conch shell was so loud and threatening that even giants would flee, fearing some invincible beast from the wild. Right. Yes. So he is described as the god of the Tritonus. So the Tritonus are, like, extra... Nereids and sea spirits that live um, in the salt lake in Libya. Anyway, he was depicted as a merman, always with two tails, because that's what makes him special. I know. He also has uh, crab claw horns like his mummy, and green skin, and sometimes he has horse legs as well. I don't like that. So he's got two tails, two horse legs, and then two man arms. I don't like that. That's, so he's, yeah. that's weird. That's he's too like, weird. He's like, um, if you put like a man head on a really um, weird insect. No, no, on a, on a on a hippo hippo hippocampus. Yes, if you put a man head on a hippocampus instead of a horse head. So where a man centaurs upper have, half of the body. Yeah, where centaurs have that space on a horse, that's Triton. But instead of two, instead of one fish tail, it's two. It's weird. You can't do it. That's too weird. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> so yeah, he um he actually had his own child uh, named Pallas, or like a daughter. Her name was Pallas, and he served as Athena's foster father. 
And so Athena spent a lot of time with Pallas and uh, Triton, and Pallas and she and Pallas used to like play fight during the day, and then she accidentally killed Pallas. Oh yeah, and so then as like. Uh, to honor no Pallas. No wonder Poseidon and don't like each other. To like honor Pallas, she like took on Pallas's name as her own epithet, so sometimes she's known as Athena Pallas. No, that's not the same thing. Athena! Yeah. Oh I just God. love that. I just love that that means that Triton had to be like her parent figure. <laughs> and I'm like, no wonder you fucking hate people. Because <laughs> Triton's a himbo. <laughs> and air, don't forget I'm your heir. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Who's gonna tell him? <laughs> Ooh. Calm down. <laughs> so yeah. That's um that's right Don't you dare. I love him so much. Um yeah, and he <laughs> He basically turns to Poseidon and goes, I will see to the front line, father. Don't worry, I will not fail. <laughs> and it was like he was like, like, I will not shirk my duty. Yeah, so he's like, like, fuck you, like what the hell? <laughs> he was like, I'm about to go save the world, bitch. You're about to go save yeah. a friggin' bit of coral. <laughs> and then basically Poseidon just, uh, tells Percy about his ongoing battle against Oceanus, who didn't pick a side in the first Titan War, but has somehow been convinced to pick a side this time. And Poseidon think that, thinks that that means, well, if you're sure enough about a winner, then you've picked a side. Like if you were, and you're doomed. Yeah, if you didn't pick a side in the first one, it's because you weren't really sure how it was going to turn out. Now you think you know how it's going to turn out, so you've picked, aka, the winning side, or quote unquote, the winning side. So Percy is <laughs> Percy and Poseidon like. Are like this isn't looking good, and because he's bringing up all of these sea monsters that Poseidon had forgotten had existed, all thanks to Kronos, because, you know, he's opened the doors to, like, let things in. Oh, yeah. And he can use his scythe to let things in. Oh. And he's got the keys. Got the keys. Yeah. Oh, no, he doesn't have the keys of Hades. He doesn't have the keys. Oh, yeah, they saved that. So, yeah. Um, then they talk about uh, Beckendorf and how Beckendorf was probably not the first death, because Percy sees the makeshift graves... Uh, in Poseidon's courtyard, basically. And he realises Beckendorf wasn't the first death, that he was only one of hundreds, maybe thousands, and it makes Percy feel really helpless. And Poseidon pretty much figures out what he's thinking about and says, he cho- look, per- uh, Beckendorf chose a heroic death, and you bear no blame for that. And then Percy thinks about, oh, well, I just went, does that mean that um, his death will get him into Elysium? Beckendorf's? Beckendorf's. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we also get to see Brerys in the diff- in the distance, uh, grown to the size of a giant. So he's Woo! getting some of his confidence back, and we love that because that's thanks to Tyson. I love that his confidence, like his size, goes with his confidence. Yeah, <clears throat> I think it's pretty cool. I really do like that. So, yeah. like, you can only be big and strong when you're confident within yourself. It's a nice little yes. message. Um, These books are filled with nice little messages like that. Yeah. Poseidon also changes his stuff into his uh, regular three-pointed trident, and I just... I want Percy to have a trident. I want it! I want it so desperately. That is one thing... I that, have Veruca. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> uh, that is one thing that I really liked about the Lighting Thief movie, because even though it was a trident made out of water, they still gave one to Percy, and we got mm. to see Will Libet, and I was like, yes! <laughs> Love it! I'm like, even if it's not, like, the, the fork-looking one, if it's, like, the, you know that one looking one. Oh, unless you are fighting against a three-headed vampire <laughs> standing really close together. <laughs> yeah, that one that Korg has. <laughs> I like that one. Really? Like, I hate that one. Insane, but like, just give me something. Like, I would just really like to see Percy with a trident. Because I see enough fan art of it, I'm like, 
Cool. They give him one with seventy spikes and looks like he's holding up a Hanukkah candle. <laughs> <laughs> that would really go well with the Jewish Percy AU. Or like, mm. if you think Percy's Jewish, that would really. <laughs> That's like fighting sea monsters at Christmas. Or Merry Hanukkah, Happy Hanukkah, bitches. If you burn them as Greek fire candles, it'll work underwater. (laughs) (laughs) We found our niche. Oh god, that's funny. (laughs) Also, I'm just imagining that many spikes, how wide it is, and he's just like swinging it like a shovel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. And then Poseidon basically said to Percy, uh, you need to return to camp. Um, You've had enough sorrow for one day. When you return to camp, you can ask about the bigger threat and you can ask about it's, you know, time you heard the uh, prophecy. Before that happens, though, Percy gets in a little hissy bit. Yeah, he goes, no, Dad, but I want to stay here. I can help here. Oh, I meant even before that. And he's talking about, but they were brainwashed oh, right. when they bought about the boat. The young and I just have a note here that was, um, I glared at the mosaic. Little tiles exploded, destroying um, tile monsters. It seems so easy when it's just a picture. Tyson put his arm around me. If anybody else had tried that, I would have pushed them away. But Tyson was too big and stubborn. He hugged me even when I wouldn't, didn't, didn't want to. And I was just pictured, like, Percy just, like, pissed off. And Tyson just, like, cradling him in his arms, rocking him. And Percy just, like, Oh. <laughs> like, you know Zhao um, in Mulan? <laughs> you know, when he's not, you know, come on, to say the words. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Until he calms down, I was like, yeah, yeah. it's Tyson! <laughs> <laughs> yes, and so then... So we get Poseidon basically telling Percy to go home, and Percy's like, um, no, I want to fight here. And Tyson's like, yeah, Percy can fight with a sword. He's good. Poseidon's like, I know. He's good. Yeah. Like, I love like, I know. Tyson. You need to hear the prophecy, the whole prophecy. And then Percy says, and makes a really good point, what if uh, this is the decision, staying here to fight or leaving? What if I leave and you die? Or, like, he, you know, yeah, flies and, yeah. explode. Like, and no, he makes not, a good point. Like, up to the point that he turned 16, this could be the turning point of. He's know, like, I think he's like, I'm really. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, you don't have a decision. Yeah. And so, like, I think that's a good point to be making because it makes you then think about <coughs> every decision that Percy's making from here on out, going, is this the deciding factor? Is this the deciding factor? Is this the deciding factor? Yeah. It does make it for a big head spin of a book, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so then Poseidon tells Tyson that he also has things to do, and Percy's like, you should let him fight. He hates being stuck in the armory, can't you tell? And Poseidon's like, it's bad enough that I have put you in, den- in danger. Tyson's too young. I have to protect him. And I'm like, oh my god. No, I just love that. the fact that he actually cares. Yes, I love yeah. that he doesn't want to see Tyson get hurt. So he's like, I'll put him he's in a place a where he's yeah, going to be safe and going to all like semi-safe. Fixing yes. weapons. He literally did what Stoic did to him. Yeah, really cute. Yeah. So and Stoke was a Percy's bit like, more you precious. should trust you should trust him, not try to protect him. Besides, like, <sighs> don't tell me what to do. Pretty much, he's like, remember to do favorite son, favorite son, favorite. Yeah. And then he says, I have to, uh, <coughs> I have to meet Oceanus in battle. 
Um, do you still have your sand dollar? <laughs> yeah. Well, he says, <laughs> he says I will not give up my domain, okay? Just tell me, Percy, do you still have the birthday gift I gave you last summer? And I'm like, it's just a, it's just a house. Like, why... Just, like, give it yeah. up, though. Like, He's proud. I realise it's your... In, maybe it has something to do with the seat of power. Yeah, I think it does, yeah. But, like, still. So the fact that he doesn't It doesn't, doesn't have, seem like that big of a deal. He doesn't have a holiday house to go back to when his, parent, <laughs> when his family puts him off. Yeah. No, but my... Literally, I tagged it because it's so funny. Um, so he's got this... He's like, I nodded and pulled out my camp necklace. It had a bead for every summer. I'd been at Camp Halfway, but since mm-hmm. last year, I'd also kept my sand dollar on the cord. Yeah. My father had given it to me for my 15th birthday. He told me that I would that I would know when to spend it, but so far, I hadn't figured out what that meant yet. All I knew was that it didn't fit in the school vending machines. Very And I was like, very oh my god. And I, just, and I just saw a Tumblr post that was about this, and they were like, yeah. can you just imagine Poseidon just like being able, with his godly power, just seeing, yeah, just seeing yeah. Percy trying to spend it in a vending machine to get a Diet Coke or something like that. See, but I would love it more if it did fit in the vending machine, but it just came back in the coin return every time. <laughs> yeah, and he's there like, oh, I just want a Coke. <laughs> he's like, really? I just imagine, oh, really? Yeah, I just imagine, really? like, picking the coin back up and being like, fine, I won't have a Coke. I get it. I need to be healthy. I get it. Like shit present dad, fuck off. Yeah. Knowing your dad can like see what's happening. Poseidon just being like, you happy now? I'm fucking thirsty. Poseidon <laughs> just being there like, this fucking kid. Oh my god. So funny. God, what a good book. It is a good book. And that's pretty much um where we end. With Percy, yes. you know, he saying goodbye leaves. and willing the ocean currents to aid him back Says towards Says goodbye to Tyson, Camp goodbye to Poseidon, and goes back to camp yeah. to continue the mission. Yeah. Sorry, well, actually, to inform everyone that he's not dead. Because <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. by the looks of it, he's been underwater for at least 24 hours. <laughs> so they're probably like, did he explode? <laughs> like, oh, fuck, maybe it is about Nico. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe Nico is the prophecy kid. Man, this book is good. <laughs> Two chapters, we've got this much, this much to say. I love this it so much. much. It's so good. It is so good. Um, good good decision. Only doing two chapters <laughs> in an episode because Jesus. <laughs> we did waffle a lot for this one, which I get to delete, which is super fun. But that's fine. Oh. Yeah. So oh my God, it's four o'clock. It is four o'clock. So yeah, Joe. Um, this was this was good. I liked this one. It was good. That was fun. This book is going to be... This is going to be a fucking roller It is going to be a mess. <laughs> oh, but we are going to absolutely love it. And if you yeah. guys want to join us we hope next you guys week for love this... love it too. Oh my yeah. goodness. If you want to join us next week for this absolute mess, then yeah, come back. And if you want to see us... <laughs> come back! <laughs> if you want to see us outside of the pod, we are on Instagram uh, at Pod. You can also send us an email... Uh, at damnsnackrapod at outlook.com and all of our other personal social media is down in the description of this episode as well as a link to donate to us if you are feeling super generous. We would love that. Yeah, we really would. (laughs) Anyway. So yeah, um, come back next week. We're reading chapters three to four of The Last Olympian. It's going to be super fun. So look forward to it. It's going to be good. See you next time, guys. See you guys there. Bye. 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 Bye.